0: Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. On today's broadcast, Andrew will be sharing about the importance of having a biblical worldview. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Wednesday's
1: broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing a series going through this new uh, product that we have entitled, Biblical Worldview Sexuality. AND I TELL YOU, THIS IS TIMELY. THIS IS SOMETHING THAT IS A HOT TOPIC. PEOPLE are, ARE USING SEX TO SELL TOOTHPASTE, TO PROMOTE THINGS. IT'S JUST PERVASIVE IN OUR SOCIETY, BUT IT'S NOT BASED ON WHAT GOD INTENDED IT TO BE. AND WE'VE ALREADY HAD FIVE DIFFERENT PEOPLE TEACH IN THIS SERIES. THERE'S A TOTAL OF TEN HOURS WORTH OF TEACHING, TWO HOURS WORTH OF PANEL DISCUSSION WHERE WE TAKE QUESTIONS AND ANSWERS. AND TODAY... I'm going to be the speaker and I'm going to be talking about homosexuality. What does the Bible say about it? I've had some people say that homosexuality isn't even in the Bible. Well, the Word's not in the Bible because it wasn't invented until the, I think, the late 1800s. But man, homosexuality is addressed in the Bible. I'm going to be talking about this, and this is just a portion of what I have to say in this series. So if you would like to get the rest of it, make sure you stay tuned. At the end of today's program, I'll come back and share with you about how you can get not only the rest of this message that I'll be preaching today, but all of these other teachings ON SEXUALITY FROM A BIBLICAL POINT OF VIEW. ALL RIGHT, TODAY, I'M CONTINUING THE TEACHING ON BIBLICAL SEXUALITY. AND uh, I KNOW THAT, MAN, THERE'S BEEN SOME POWERFUL THINGS HERE. TODAY, I'M GOING TO BE TALKING ABOUT WHAT THE BIBLE HAS TO SAY ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY. AND THIS IS A REALLY TOUCHY ISSUE. YOU KNOW, ANOTHER TOPIC THAT I'M GOING TO BE DEALING WITH IS ABOUT TOLERANCE AND LOVE TOWARDS THOSE WHO ARE uh, IN THE HOMOSEXUAL LIFESTYLE. I'M GOING TO AVOID SOME OF THOSE THINGS TODAY, AND I'M GOING TO SAY IT ON A DIFFERENT TEACHING. SO AGAIN, I ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THE WHOLE TEACHING SO YOU CAN GET THE WHOLE DEAL HERE. BUT THE BIBLE HAS A LOT TO SAY ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY. I'M GOING TO BE REFERRING TO A LOT OF SCRIPTURES, BUT I'M ALSO GOING TO BE USING STATISTICS THAT COME FROM STUDIES THAT HAVE BEEN DONE ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY. AND RATHER THAN ME GIVE ALL OF THE DETAILS, WE HAVE THIS LITTLE BOOKLET THAT WILL BE A PART OF THIS THAT WE'RE GOING TO BE USING. And, and ALL OF THESE THINGS ARE VERIFIED, AND WE WILL BE ABLE TO SUPPLY THIS TO YOU. BUT I MAY NOT ACTUALLY GIVE YOU ALL OF THE QUOTES AND THE EXACT THINGS. I'M JUST GOING TO GIVE YOU THE Cliff NOTES VERSION BECAUSE THERE'S SO MUCH TO SHARE. BUT FIRST OF ALL, LET ME JUST START BY SAYING THAT I'VE HAD SOME PEOPLE CHALLENGE ME BEFORE AND SAY, THE BIBLE DOESN'T EVEN TALK ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY. THE WORD HOMOSEXUAL ISN'T EVEN USED IN THE BIBLE. WELL, I'M SAYING THIS IN LOVE, AND I'M GOING TO SAY A LOT OF THINGS THAT ARE GOING TO BE CONTRADICTORY TO PEOPLE TODAY, SO uh, PLEASE DON'T MISUNDERSTAND MY MOTIVE FOR IT, BUT THAT IS JUST IGNORANCE. I'M JUST TRYING TO BE BLUNT. That it, PEOPLE THAT SAY SOMETHING LIKE THAT HAVE NOT READ SCRIPTURE. ALSO, THE WORD HOMOSEXUAL WASN'T EVEN COINED UNTIL 1869 IN GERMANY. SO OF COURSE, THE WORD HOMOSEXUALITY ISN'T USED IN SCRIPTURE. BUT HOMOSEXUALITY IS ADDRESSED IN SCRIPTURE USING THE TERM SODOMITE, uh, you know, men doing things with men the way they do with womankind and things like this. So the terminology is there. Everything is there. It just, the word homosexuality isn't used, but it is certainly in Scripture and it is forbidden in Scripture beyond any shadow of a doubt. If you are going to have a biblical worldview on sexuality, then you are going to have to reject homosexuality as a lifestyle, not homosexuals. BUT HOMOSEXUALITY, IT IS AN UNGODLY LIFESTYLE. LEVITICUS, CHAPTER 18, VERSE 22 SAYS, THOU SHALT NOT LIE WITH MANKIND AS WITH WOMANKIND. IT IS AN ABOMINATION. AGAIN, THE TERMINOLOGY, THIS IS BIBLICAL TERMINOLOGY, BUT IT'S TALKING ABOUT A HOMOSEXUAL RELATIONSHIP. AND DOWN IN VERSE 29, THIS IS LEVITICUS 18, 29, IT SAYS, FOR WHOSOEVER SHALL COMMIT ANY OF THESE ABOMINATIONS, EVEN THE SOULS THAT COMMIT THEM SHALL BE CUT OFF FROM AMONG THEIR PEOPLE. IF YOU LOOK UP IN EXODUS 31, 14, IT USES THE TERM CUT OFF AND PUT TO DEATH INTERCHANGEABLY IN THE SAME VERSE. SO THAT IS PRESCRIBING THE DEATH PENALTY FOR HOMOSEXUALITY. ALSO, LEVITICUS CHAPTER 20, VERSE 13 SAYS, IF A MAN ALSO LIE WITH MANKIND AS HE LIETH WITH A WOMAN, TALKING ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY, BOTH OF THEM, HAVE COMMITTED AN ABOMINATION. THEY SHALL SURELY BE PUT TO DEATH. THEIR BLOOD SHALL BE UPON THEM. SO THIS LEAVES NO DOUBT THAT homosexuality IS A SIN, ACCORDING TO THE BIBLE, AND IT IS PUNISHABLE BY DEATH. AND IT CALLS IT AN ABOMINATION. THAT IS SOMETHING THAT GOD HATES. NOW AGAIN, I WANT TO MAKE A DISTINCTION THAT GOD DOES NOT HATE THE homosexual. HE LOVES PEOPLE AND WOULD LOVE TO SEE THEM REDEEMED FROM THAT. HE'S ALREADY MADE THE PROVISION FOR IT. BUT homosexuality IS AN UNGODLY... IT IS A DEMONIC THING THAT GOD DID NOT COME UP WITH. IT IS COMPLETELY CONTRARY TO EVERYTHING HE SAID. I KNOW THAT ALL OF THESE OTHER SPEAKERS THAT HAVE BEEN SPEAKING DURING THIS THING HAVE QUOTED FROM GENESIS CHAPTER 1, I BELIEVE IT'S VERSE 27, WHERE IT SAYS, GOD MADE THEM MALE AND FEMALE. JESUS QUOTED THAT SAME VERSE IN MARK CHAPTER 10 WHEN HE WAS ASKED ABOUT DIVORCE AND REMARRIAGE, AND HE SAYS, FROM THE BEGINNING, God made them male and female. God did not intend for men to have sex with men and women to have sex with women. Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 17 says, There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. The word sodomite here is referring to a person who lived in the land of Sodom and Gomorrah, and of course, that was destroyed by God in judgment upon homosexuality. I'll get to those scriptures. IN A MOMENT. DEUTERONOMY CHAPTER 23 VERSE 18 SAYS, THOU SHALT NOT BRING THE HIRE OF A WHORE OR THE PRICE OF A DOG INTO THE HOUSE OF THE LORD THY GOD FOR ANY VOW, FOR EVEN BOTH THESE ARE ABOMINATION UNTO THE LORD THY GOD. AND IT IS USING THE TERM... THIS IS THE VERSE RIGHT AFTER THAT 17TH VERSE WHERE IT TALKED ABOUT A SODOMITE AND IT IS USING THE TERM DOG. THE PRICE OF A DOG IS TALKING ABOUT A MALE PROSTITUTE TO REFER TO A HOMOSEXUAL MALE PROSTITUTE. I DIDN'T SAY THAT. THE BIBLE SAYS THAT. AND uh, I THINK THAT THE COMPARISON OF A HOMOSEXUAL TO A DOG IN SCRIPTURE IS OBVIOUS WHY THAT'S BEING DONE. IT IS NOT AN ACCEPTABLE LIFESTYLE. IT IS NOT NORMED BY ANY BIBLICAL STANDARD. YOU HAVE PEOPLE THAT ARE CHANGING WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS. MATTER OF FACT, I JUST WAS REVIEWING A QUOTE BY PRESIDENT OBAMA IN 2009, AND HE INVITED A BUNCH OF LGBT PEOPLE, LEADERS TO THE WHITE HOUSE, AND HE MADE A STATEMENT THAT WE HAVE TO CHANGE THESE OUTDATED VALUES THAT DON'T HONOR AND RESPECT THESE PEOPLE'S CHOICES. AND WHAT HE'S BASICALLY SAYING IS WE HAVE TO GET AWAY FROM WHAT THE WORD OF GOD SAYS. THE WORD OF GOD CALLS IT AN ABOMINATION. THE WORD OF GOD REFERS TO A MALE, HOMOSEXUAL, PROSTITUTE AS A DOG. IT IS NOT COMPLEMENTARY, IT IS NOT NORMAL, AND THERE IS NO WAY TO SQUARE THE BIBLE AND HOMOSEXUALITY. NOW AGAIN, YOU CAN SAY THAT GOD LOVES THE HOMOSEXUAL, THAT HOMOSEXUALITY HAS BEEN COVERED IN THE ATONEMENT OF THE LORD, AND THAT A HOMOSEXUAL CAN BE FORGIVEN AND CLEANSED, BUT YOU CANNOT JUSTIFY HOMOSEXUALITY. IT IS A COMPLETELY NON-BIBLICAL CONCEPT. AND OF COURSE TO ME, THE ULTIMATE COMMENTARY ON HOMOSEXUALITY IS IN GENESIS CHAPTER 19. THAT'S WHERE THESE TWO ANGELS WENT DOWN TO SODOM, AND THEY WOUND UP HAVING LOT, WHICH WAS ABRAHAM'S NEPHEW, INVITE THEM INTO HIS HOME. HE GAVE THEM A FEAST, AND BEFORE THEY LAID DOWN TO REST FOR THE NIGHT, IT SAYS THAT ALL OF THE MEN FROM EVERY QUARTER OF THE CITY, BOTH OLD AND YOUNG, CAME TO THE DOOR OF LOT'S HOUSE AND SAID, BRING OUT THESE TWO MEN THAT CAME TO YOU SO THAT WE MAY KNOW THEM. AND IF YOU READ THAT, IN THE NIV, IT SAYS, WHERE ARE THE men WHO CAME INTO YOU TONIGHT? BRING THEM OUT TO US SO THAT WE MAY HAVE SEX WITH THEM. YOU KNOW, THE BIBLICAL TERMINOLOGY IS SO THAT WE COULD KNOW YOU. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN GENESIS CHAPTER 4, VERSE 1, THAT ADAM KNEW HIS WIFE EVE AND THAT SHE CONCEIVED AND BORE A SON. SO THE WORD KNOW IN SCRIPTURE IS TALKING ABOUT THE MOST INTIMATE, PERSONAL RELATIONSHIP BETWEEN A MAN AND HIS WIFE. AND IT WAS REFERRING TO homosexuality, BUT THE NIV JUST MAKES IT VERY CLEAR. IT SAYS, BRING THEM OUT SO THAT WE MAY HAVE SEX WITH THEM. AND SO THE ANGEL SMOTE ALL OF THESE MEN WITH BLINDNESS. THEY HAD TO GRAB EACH OTHER BY THE HAND AND STAGGER AROUND TO FIND THEIR WAY. AND FINALLY, THE ANGEL GRABBED HOLD OF LOT'S HAND AND HIS WIFE'S HAND AND HIS TWO DAUGHTERS, AND HE BROUGHT THEM OUT OF THE CITY. AND AS THE SUN WAS COMING UP, GOD REIGNED FIRE AND BRIMSTONE DOWN UPON THE CITIES OF SODOM AND GOMORRAH, AND KILLED AND DESTROYED ALL OF THOSE PEOPLE. PRIOR TO THAT TIME, IT SAYS IT WAS WELL WATERED LIKE THE GARDEN OF EDEN, BUT SINCE THAT TIME, DOWN AROUND THE DEAD SEA, IT IS JUST DESOLATE. AND THAT FOREVER STANDS AS AN EXCLAMATION POINT ON WHAT GOD THINKS ABOUT homosexuality. LOOK AT THIS IN SECOND PETER CHAPTER 2 VERSE 6. IT SAYS, AND TURNING THE CITIES OF SODOM AND GOMORRAH INTO ASHES, CONDEMNED THEM WITH AN OVERTHROW, MAKING THEM AN EXAMPLE UNTO THOSE THAT AFTER SHOULD LIVE UNGODLY. SO THAT SAYS THAT THE WAY THAT GOD DEALT WITH homosexuality IN SODOM AND GOMORRAH IS FOREVER HIS COMMENTARY ON WHAT HE THINKS ABOUT IT. HE DID NOT APPROVE OF IT. HE JUDGED THOSE PEOPLE AND DESTROYED THEM AND USED THAT AS AN EXAMPLE OF WHAT GOD THINKS. ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY. AGAIN, YOU GOT TO MAKE A DISTINCTION BETWEEN HOMOSEXUALITY AND THE HOMOSEXUAL. AND THEN THERE'S ANOTHER REFERENCE THAT SAYS THAT HE SET FORTH THE AREAS OF SODOM AND GOMORRAH AS AN EXAMPLE, SUFFERING THE VENGEANCE OF ETERNAL FIRE. SO THERE'S TWO SCRIPTURES THAT VERIFY THAT WHEN GOD BROUGHT DESTRUCTION ON SODOM AND GOMORRAH, HE DID IT AS AN EXAMPLE TO EVERYBODY FOR ALL ETERNITY AFTER THAT TIME ABOUT WHAT HE THINKS ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY. AGAIN, THIS WHOLE SERIES, WE'RE TALKING ABOUT A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW OF SEXUALITY, AND EVEN MORE SPECIFICALLY, WHAT DOES THE BIBLE HAVE TO SAY ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY? AND IF YOU TAKE THESE SCRIPTURES THAT I'VE ALREADY USED, THERE IS NO WAY THAT YOU CAN PASS OVER THOSE AND SAY THAT THE BIBLE CONDONES OR ALLOWS HOMOSEXUALITY. IT WILL ALLOW FORGIVENESS, AND A PERSON CAN BE FORGIVEN AND DELIVERED FROM THAT, AND YOU CAN BE CHANGED FROM HOMOSEXUALITY, BUT YOU CANNOT USE THE BIBLE TO VERIFY THAT HOMOSEXUALITY IS A GOD-APPROVED LIFESTYLE. I'VE ACTUALLY HAD SOME PEOPLE CHALLENGE ME OVER SODOM AND Gomorrah, AND THEY HAVE USED THIS SCRIPTURE FROM EZEKIEL THAT SAYS, BEHOLD, THIS WAS THE INIQUITY OF THY SISTER SODOM, PRIDE, FULLNESS OF BREAD, ABUNDANCE OF idleness." Was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hands of the poor and needy. And so, there are people who have said that that see the the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't homosexuality. It was pride and idleness and abundance of all of these things. I will agree that I believe that the root of all sin is pride. It's basically putting ourselves in the position of God. Did you know Adam and Eve did this because they? WHEN THE SERPENT CAME TO THEM, HERE'S WHAT GOD SAID, AND YET THEY LISTENED TO THE SERPENT AND THEY CHOSE TO EXALT THEIR OWN WISDOM, THEIR OWN WAY ABOVE GOD'S WAY. AND SO I BELIEVE THAT THAT WAS THE ROOT OF THEIR SIN, BUT THE ACTUAL ACTION, THE COMMITTAL OF THAT SIN, OR YOU COULD SAY THE CONSUMMATION OF THAT SIN CAME WHEN THEY TOOK OF THE FRUIT AND ate OF IT. AND SO THE ACTION OF HOMOSEXUALITY WASN'T THE ROOT. THE ROOT WAS THIS PRIDE and the abundance of idleness and the uh, fullness of bread. But in the very next verse, down in Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 50, it says, And they were haughty and committed abomination before me, therefore I took them away as I saw good. So if you take this scripture in its context, yes, the root of it was their pride, their idleness, the fullness, the abundance. They didn't depend upon God, but the action, OF HOMOSEXUALITY WAS AN ABOMINATION. THAT'S WHAT IT SAYS. THEY COMMITTED ABOMINATION, WHICH PROBABLY WASN'T LIMITED TO ONLY HOMOSEXUALITY, BUT IT INCLUDED IT, AND THAT WAS THE REASON THAT GOD'S JUDGMENT CAME UPON THEM. SO YOU CAN'T SAY... YOU CAN'T TAKE THE SCRIPTURES THERE IN EZEKIEL CHAPTER 16 AND SAY THAT, NO, SODOMY WASN'T THE PROBLEM IN SODOM AND Gomorrah. NO, IT WAS. IT WASN'T THE ONLY PROBLEM. THE ROOT OF IT WAS THEIR OWN PRIDE, BUT HOMOSEXUALITY was the sin that God judged. And so Leviticus chapter 18, verse 22, verse 29, Leviticus chapter 20, verse 13, all of those prescribe the death penalty for homosexuality. And you know, this is another thing that I've had people counter me on is because when you use these verses in Scripture to show that God does not approve of homosexuality and that death was the punishment prescribed for them, I've had people come and say, So, do you want to just go kill all homosexuals? Certainly not. Let me also point out that, you know, children, if they rebelled against their parents, and when the parents corrected them, if they didn't respond to that, the parents were commanded to take them to the elders of the city and to present the situation before them, and if they didn't respond to them, then the parents had to be the very first one to throw a stone and kill those rebellious children. Now, that sounds terrible. AND IT IS TERRIBLE. BUT THERE WAS A REASON FOR IT. AND WE DON'T DO THAT TODAY. PRAISE GOD, WE DON'T KILL ALL THE REBELLIOUS CHILDREN TODAY OR A LOT OF US WOULDN'T BE ALIVE. (laughs) AMEN? BUT THERE WAS A REASON FOR THAT. ALSO, THERE WERE SCRIPTURES THAT SPECIFICALLY SPECIFIED THAT YOU COULDN'T SUFFER A WITCH TO LIVE, THAT YOU HAD TO KILL THEM. SO I DON'T BELIEVE THAT WE KILL HOMOSEXUALS, THAT WE KILL REBELLIOUS CHILDREN, THAT WE KILL WITCHES TODAY. WHY NOT? AND SEE, SOME PEOPLE WILL SAY, WELL, THEN IF YOU DON'T BELIEVE IN WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS FOR THE PUNISHMENT, THEN THAT MEANS THAT IT MUST BE OKAY NOW TO LIVE IN HOMOSEXUALITY. No, HERE'S THE LOGIC, AND I'M JUST GOING TO GIVE YOU A BRIEF OVERVIEW OF THIS. I COULD SPEND AN HOUR TEACHING ON THIS, BUT UNDER THE OLD COVENANT, PEOPLE COULD NOT BE BORN AGAIN. AND BECAUSE THEY COULDN'T BE BORN AGAIN, THEY WERE LIMITED TO THIS SIN NATURE THAT WE WERE BORN WITH. WHEN WE GET BORN AGAIN, WE ARE GIVEN A NEW NATURE. AND GOD LITERALLY CHANGES OUR HEART. HE CHANGES OUR WANT TO. BUT IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, PEOPLE COULD NOT BE CHANGED ON THE NATURE LEVEL. THEY COULD BRIDLE THEIR NATURE. THEY COULD CONTROL IT THROUGH FEAR OF PUNISHMENT, AND THINGS LIKE THIS SIMILAR TO THE WAY THAT WE CONTROL A CHILD BEFORE THEY BECOME AN ADULT. THEY MAY NOT UNDERSTAND ALL OF THE BENEFITS OF, YOU KNOW, TURNING THE OTHER CHEEK AND WHEN SOMEBODY TAKES SOMETHING FROM YOU, FORGIVE THEM AND LET IT GO. WE MAY NOT BE ABLE TO TEACH A ONE- OR A TWO-YEAR-OLD THAT, BUT THEY DO UNDERSTAND YOU DO THAT AGAIN, YOU'RE GOING TO BE PUNISHED. AND SO FOR A CHILD, PUNISHMENT CAUSES THEM TO RESIST EVIL AND IT SERVES A PURPOSE. BUT AS THEY BECOME AN ADULT, YOU DON'T WANT THEM TO ONLY DO WHAT'S RIGHT IF THEY'RE GOING TO BE CAUGHT AND PUNISHED. YOU WANT THEM TO LEARN AND TO HAVE... uh, LEARNED HOW TO CONTROL themselves AND BRIDLE THIS SELFISH, UNGODLY NATURE THAT ALL OF US HAD. WELL, PRIOR TO JESUS' COMING, GOD HAD TO DEAL WITH SIN AND SPECIFICALLY THIS SIN OF HOMOSEXUALITY IN A VERY HARSH WAY BECAUSE THOSE PEOPLE WHEN YOU GIVE YOURSELF OVER TO HOMOSEXUALITY, AND THIS IS A POINT I'LL MAKE IN JUST A MOMENT WHEN WE GET INTO ROMANS CHAPTER 1, BUT WHEN YOU GIVE YOURSELF OVER TO HOMOSEXUALITY, YOU ARE YIELDING YOURSELF TO THE DEVIL. AND I'M GOING TO SAY SOME THINGS RIGHT HERE THAT ARE VERY UNPOPULAR, BUT I REALLY DON'T CARE. I'M SHARING WITH YOU WHAT THE WORD OF GOD HAS TO SAY. THIS IS A BIBLICAL worldview, AND ONE OF THE PROBLEMS IS THAT PEOPLE ARE MORE IMPACTED BY WHAT... WHAT IS POLITICALLY CORRECT AND WHAT IS, uh, YOU KNOW, ACCEPTED IN OUR SOCIETY, THE WORD OF GOD DOESN'T HAVE AS MUCH IMPACT ON THEM AS THE OPINION OF OTHER PEOPLE. AND SO I'M JUST TELLING YOU WHAT THE BIBLE SAYS. BUT THE BIBLE SAYS THAT THIS IS DEMONIC IN ITS ORIGIN. AND WHEN A PERSON GOES AS FAR AS TO YIELD A HOMOSEXUALITY, THEY HAVE YIELDED themselves TO THE DEVIL. THIS IS DEMONICALLY INSPIRED. IT'S A LIE. AGAIN, I COULD GO BACK TO GENESIS CHAPTER 1. GOD CREATED THEM FROM THE BEGINNING, ADAM AND EVE, AND BLESSED THEM, BLESSED THAT UNION BETWEEN A MAN AND A WOMAN. AND JESUS SAID OVER IN JOHN CHAPTER 8, VERSE 44, THAT SATAN IS THE AUTHOR OF ALL LIES AND THE FATHER OF ALL OF THEM. AND SO ANYTHING THAT'S CONTRARY TO WHAT GOD SAYS ORIGINATES WITH THE DEVIL. GOD CREATED MAN AND WOMAN FOR MARRIAGE AND TO PROCREATE AND FOR TWO MEN OR TWO WOMEN TO COME TOGETHER, THAT'S A LIE. AND THE AUTHOR OF THAT IS THE DEVIL. IT IS DEMONICALLY INSPIRED. YOU KNOW, WHAT WE CALL POLITICAL CORRECTNESS TODAY IS WHAT THE APOSTLE JOHN, THREE DIFFERENT TIMES IN HIS WRITINGS, HE CALLED IT THE SPIRIT OF ANTICHRIST. YOU KNOW, THE POLITICAL CORRECTNESS, IT... YOU CAN CRITICIZE A CHRISTIAN. YOU CAN... Take them to court, you can try and close down their bakery, close down these shops, you can it's open game against Christians. But man, if you were to speak against a Muslim, if a Muslim was observing one of their feast days or if doing some of these things, and if you were to ever criticize them, if you were to ever to criticize a homosexual and on and on it goes, I guarantee you, man, people would come against you with a vengeance. IT IS NOT A SPIRIT OF ANTI-MUSLIM, ANTI-MORALITY. IT IS A SPIRIT OF ANTI-CHRIST. HOMOSEXUALITY IS DEMONIC AT ITS FOUNDATION, AND ANY PERSON WHO YIELDS TO IT IS YIELDING TO DEMONIC INFLUENCE. SO I SAY ALL OF THAT TO SAY THAT WHEN A PERSON GOES INTO HOMOSEXUALITY, YOU HAVE BECOME DEMON-POSSESSED. NOW THAT WORD IS OFFENSIVE AND I'M NOT GOING TO SIT HERE AND TEACH ON ALL OF THIS, BUT THE SCRIPTURAL TERM ISN'T REALLY DEMON-POSSESSED, OPPRESSED, DEPRESSED, ALL OF THESE DIFFERENT VARIATIONS THAT PEOPLE MAKE. IT JUST MEANS DEMONIZED. YOU ARE UNDER THE INFLUENCE OF A DEMON. AND A PERSON WHO HAS GONE INTO HOMOSEXUALITY HAS FIRST OF ALL BEEN DECEIVED AND THEN IS DEFINITELY UNDER THE INFLUENCE OF DEMONIC THINGS. AND BECAUSE OF THAT, THIS ALLOWS SATAN TO JUST DO THINGS IN THE LIFE OF A HOMOSEXUAL THAT HE ISN'T FREE TO DO IN EVERY SINGLE PERSON. IT SAYS OVER IN 1 PETER, CHAPTER 5, VERSE 8, IT SAYS THAT YOUR adversary, THE DEVIL, AS A ROARING LION, GOETH ABOUT SEEKING WHOM HE MAY DEVOUR. SATAN CAN'T JUST DEVOUR EVERYBODY. YOU HAVE TO COOPERATE WITH HIM. SATAN CAN'T DO ANYTHING TO YOU WITHOUT YOUR CONSENT AND COOPERATION. AND THERE ARE DIFFERENT LEVELS OF CONSENT. YOU CAN DO SOMETHING THAT'S WRONG, AND YOU COULD ACTUALLY BE IN SIN, BUT IF YOU DO IT IGNORANTLY, IT'S NOT HELD AGAINST YOU, AND SATAN DOESN'T HAVE THE SAME INROAD INTO YOU AS IF YOU DO SOMETHING DELIBERATELY, KNOWING THAT YOU'RE WRONG AND YOU ARE JUST IN DIRECT DISOBEDIENCE AND REBELLION. YOU KNOW, THE APOSTLE PAUL TALKED ABOUT THIS, AND HE SAID THAT HE HAD BLASPHEMED THE HOLY GHOST, BUT HE RECEIVED FORGIVENESS BECAUSE HE DID IT IGNORANTLY IN UNBELIEF. JESUS SAID THAT BLASPHEMY AGAINST THE HOLY GHOST WAS AN UNPARDONABLE SIN. AND YET PAUL SAID, I BLASPHEMED, AND YET HE WAS FORGIVEN BECAUSE HE DID IT IGNORANTLY. HE ACTUALLY THOUGHT THAT HE WAS DOING GOD'S SERVICE UNTIL HE HAD THAT ENCOUNTER WITH THE LORD IN ACTS CHAPTER 9 ON THE ROAD TO DAMASCUS. SO MY POINT IS THAT EVEN THOUGH THERE ARE NOT VARYING AMOUNTS OF SIN WITH GOD, JAMES CHAPTER 2 VERSE 10 SAYS, IF YOU KEEP THE WHOLE LAW AND YET OFFEND IN ONE POINT, YOU BECOME GUILTY OF ALL. GOD'S LAW IS LIKE A ONE STANDARD. IT MAY HAVE 600 AND SOMETHING DIFFERENT COMMANDS INVOLVED IN IT, BUT IT'S ALL ONE STANDARD. IT'S LIKE HAVING A HUGE PLATE GLASS OR SOMETHING UP THERE. YOU CAN'T JUST BREAK A LITTLE PORTION OF IT. NO, IF YOU BREAK THAT GLASS, THE WHOLE THING HAS TO BE REPLACED. SO FROM GOD'S PERSPECTIVE, A TRANSGRESSION AGAINST GOD, ONE SIN ISN'T WORSE THAN THE OTHER, AND THAT'S GOOD AND BAD. THAT'S GOOD IN THE SENSE THAT IT DOESN'T MATTER HOW MUCH YOU'VE SINNED, WHAT YOU'VE DONE. GOD CAN FORGIVE IT THE SAME AS HE COULD FORGIVE ANYTHING ELSE. BUT WHEN IT COMES TO PEOPLE AND WHEN IT COMES TO THE DEVIL, THERE ARE varying AMOUNTS OF SIN. IF YOU GO ABOVE THE SPEED LIMIT AND GET A SPEEDING TICKET, THE PUNISHMENT FOR SPEEDING IS NOT THE SAME AS IT IS FOR GOING OUT AND COMMITTING ADULTERY OR ROBBING A BANK. YOU ARE GOING TO HAVE varying DEGREES OF CONSEQUENCE WHEN YOU VIOLATE THE LAWS IN THIS LAND. AND WHEN YOU VIOLATE GOD'S LAW, THERE ARE VARYING DEGREES OF CONSEQUENCE. AGAIN, IF YOU DO IT IGNORANTLY, THAT'S DIFFERENT. IF YOU JUST SIN THROUGH THE frailty OF BEING A HUMAN. SO IN 1 TIMOTHY 1:13, PAUL SAID THAT HE HAD BLASPHEMED AGAINST THE HOLY SPIRIT, BUT HE RECEIVED FORGIVENESS BECAUSE HE DID IT IGNORANTLY IN UNBELIEF. IN LUKE CHAPTER 12, VERSE 10, SAYS THAT THAT'S AN UNFORGIVABLE SIN. BUT HE DID IT IGNORANTLY, AND SO THEREFORE, IT HAD LESSER CONSEQUENCES. THAT HAS LESSER consequence WHEN IT COMES TO THE DEVIL, BECAUSE YOU DIDN'T WILLFULLY JUST uh, SUBMIT TO HIM. YOU DIDN'T REBEL AT GOD WITH HATRED IN YOUR HEART TOWARDS HIM. THERE ARE LESSER CONSEQUENCES. BUT WHEN YOU GO DIRECTLY AGAINST GOD WITH A REBELLIOUS ATTITUDE, KNOWING IN YOUR HEART THAT THIS IS WRONG, I GUARANTEE YOU THAT OPENS YOU UP TO DEMONIC INFLUENCE AND CONTROL IN A WAY THAT OTHER SINS DON'T. PRAISE GOD. I BELIEVE THAT THAT'S POWERFUL. I KNOW THAT THIS IS CONTROVERSIAL. I KNOW THAT WHAT I'M SHARING IS NOT POLITICALLY CORRECT TODAY, BUT THAT DOESN'T MEAN IT'S WRONG. Just look at the way our society is going. Look at the way that marriages are falling apart. Look at the way that you can't... people can't seem to hold a marriage together. There's suicide going on. There's terrible things. It seems like in many ways our society is unraveling, and I guarantee you the sexual revolution is a big part of it, and I'm sharing with you what the Word has to say. I only shared a portion OF THIS. I'VE GOT A LOT MORE TO SHARE ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY AND WHAT THE BIBLE HAS TO SAY ABOUT IT. IF YOU WOULD LIKE TO GET THE ENTIRETY OF THIS TEACHING, LISTEN TO OUR ANNOUNCER AS HE TELLS YOU ABOUT HOW YOU CAN GET THIS NEW SET ON BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW, SEXUALITY. AND ALSO, WE'RE MAKING A PACKAGE DEAL. I MADE ANOTHER TEACHING, 12 HOURS WORTH OF TEACHING ON JUST FOUNDATIONAL TRUTHS CONCERNING A BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW and you can get this as a package deal, or you can get just the new set if you've already got the first set. Listen to our announcer as he gives you that information, and please respond today. This would be a blessing to you.
0: Today, Andrew's pleased to offer the next topic in the Biblical Worldview series, titled, Biblical Worldview Sexuality. In this series, Andrew's joined by Alex McFarland, Bill Federer, Dwayne Sheriff, Greg Moore, and Mike and Carrie Pickett as they outline the importance for every Christian believer to have a biblical worldview with regard to sexuality. Each of the 12 lessons includes a video, audio file, chapter lesson, and printable PDF wrapped in a single box set containing a workbook, audio USB, and personal access code to the online videos. Through the online platform, you'll have access to all of the videos and digital workbooks on your computer or smart device. You can get Biblical Worldview Sexuality today for only $120. Or you can receive Biblical Worldview Sexuality as part of the Biblical Worldview Package, which includes both installments from Andrew's Biblical Worldview series, Foundational Truths and Sexuality. This package has a catalog value of $240, but you can get them both today for only $197. Go to awmi.net to order these valuable resources today. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or you can call our helpline 24 hours a day, five days a week, Monday through Friday, at 719 719- To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today.
1: Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do and I tell you Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man if you want a life change come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life YOU SIT UNDER THE WORD FOR FOUR HOURS A DAY, FOR FIVE DAYS A WEEK, FOR TWO OR THREE YEARS, I GUARANTEE YOU, YOU ARE GOING TO HAVE GOD SPEAK TO YOU AND START REVEALING PURPOSE TO YOU. EVERY ONE OF YOU were CREATED FOR A PURPOSE. DO YOU KNOW WHAT THAT PURPOSE IS? MANY OF YOU KNOW THAT WE HAVE BUILT A 1,022-SPACE PARKING GARAGE TO ACCOMMODATE ALL OF OUR PEOPLE THAT COME TO OUR FACILITIES IN WOODLAND PARK. AND IT WAS AT A $23 MILLION COST. AND WE ARE TRYING TO GET THAT PAID OFF AS QUICKLY AS WE CAN. I FELT LIKE THE LORD SPOKE TO ME ABOUT ENCOURAGING 23,000 PEOPLE TO GIVE A $1,000 OFFERING, EITHER A ONE-TIME GIFT OR PLEDGED OUT OVER A period of 10 months, $100 per month. If you would like to be a part of that, I encourage you to call or write, go to our website and join our 1K club.
0: Andrew has many conferences and seminars around the globe each year. For the latest information on Andrew's complete speaking schedule, visit our website at awmi.net slash events. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net.